دجالي الرحلة On the journey this morning, alhamdulillah, we read from the way to the Qur'an from Sheikh Khura Murad. And we are on chapter 2 that speaks about basic prerequisites. Certain basic states and attitudes of heart and mind are a necessary prerequisite to any fruitful relationship with the Qur'an. Develop them as much as you can. Make them part of your consciousness. Keep them ever alive and active. Integrate them in your actions. Let them penetrate the depth of your being. Without the help of these inner resources, you will not receive your full measure of the Qur'an's blessings. They will be your indispensable companions too throughout your journey. These inner resources are neither difficult nor impossible to find. Through constant awareness and reflection, through appropriate words and deeds, you can acquire and develop them. The more you do so, the closer you will be able to come to the Qur'an, the closer you come to the Qur'an, the greater your harvest. May Allah grant us that. Amen. And the first provision, Sheikh Khuram tells us, is to come to the Qur'an with a strong and deep faith that it is the word of Allah, your Creator and Lord. Why should such a faith be a necessary prerequisite, he asks. No doubt, such is the power and charm of the Qur'an that even if a person takes it up and starts reading it as he would an ordinary book, he will still benefit from it, should he read it with an open mind. But this book is no ordinary book. It opens with the emphatic statement in the translation of Surah Baqarah, verse 2. This is the book of Allah. There is no doubt in it. Your purpose in reading and studying it is no ordinary purpose. You seek from it the guidance that will transform your whole being, bring you and keep you on the straight path. Guide us on the straight path. We read in the translation of Surah Fatiha verse 5. This is the cry of your heart to which the Qur'an is the response. You may admire the Qur'an, even be informed by it, but you cannot be transformed by it unless its words soak in to awaken you, to grip you, to heal and change you. This cannot happen unless you take them for what they truly are, the words of Allah. Without this faith, you cannot come to acquire all the inner resources you will need to reach the heart of the Qur'an and absorb its message. Once it comes to reside in your heart, you cannot but be filled with the qualities and attitudes such as sincerity of purpose, awe and reverence, love and gratitude, trust 
and dependence, willingness to labor hard, conviction of its truth, surrender to its message, obedience to its commands, and vigilance against dangers which stalk to deprive you of its treasures. Think of His majesty and glory and power, and you will feel awe and reverence and devotion for His words. Reflect on His sustenance and mercy and compassion, and you will be filled with gratitude and love and longing for His message. Know His wisdom and knowledge and kindness, and you will become willing and eager and ready to obey His commands. Subhanallah, may Allah grant us that. Ameen. And may Allah grant us that as we come to the next part of our series, Connecting with the Qur'an, Connecting, and it starts with the Tajweed, inshallah. And that's what our series is about. Al-Qaeda al-Nurania is a simple but well-designed and scientific method for learning how to pronounce and read the letters and words of the glorious Qur'an. And today we continue with Sheikh Ma'roof Tamam, who is doing that series for us. Shukran so much to all our listeners who have been in contact with me to collect, uh, purchase the book. We have a couple of more books or kitabs available for those who wish to follow this series on air we also have the the downloads of the audio i've made two available to our listeners anybody else who are interested you're more than welcome to send me a whatsapp right now um, and we start with that series. Afterwards, I'll be in touch with you. I'll let you know also when Sheikh is offering his classes available to adults. But we're going to continue with our connecting with Quran series right now for about 15 minutes. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Alladhi bi ni'matihi tatimu salihat. Wa salatu wa salam ala nabiyyina Muhammadin. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فسبحانك اللهم لا علم لي إلا ما علمتني إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In the name of Allah, all praises are due to Almighty Allah, the Creator. All praises are due to Almighty Allah, the owner of the day of judgment. Allah, who in His wisdom has provided to us this noble time for us to discuss about a book called Al-Qaidatul Nuraniya which is being authored by a Dr. Nur Muhammad Haqqani with Muhammad Farooq Rai. These two scholars they strive to come out with this book which is Al-Qaidatul Nuraniya 
they named it huruf as al huruf al quran al karim this book is been issued since 1419 years ago lil now we're going to move on to our second lesson which is lesson 2 ad-darsu thani which is huruful hijail murakkaba huruful hijail murakkaba it means the phonetic sound of hija i mean the the phonetic sound of arabic or of quran that is being joined to one another they are being joined to one another when we look to our first lesson or lesson one we find out that the lamb alif which previously is being brought to us in our previous book al-qaida al-qawaid that has been passed that old system he says it comes with alif lamb alif it comes with lam alif but in this book al-qaida to nuraniya it has taken away it has removed alif lam alif from it because it's not a joint letters is is a, a joint letters takes lam alif but uh non joint letters i mean the single letters which which are the alif bata lam alif will not take place because each takes one box of its own but when you come to huruful hijail murakkaba when you come to where it's supposed to be joined together then you get that these letters are being joined to one another so it says this is how it's supposed to be read alif lam alif lam alif ba alif lam alif lam lam alif lam ha lam alif ba lam ba kaf 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 ba kaf ba kaf alif kaf alif ba kaf ta ta kaf tha ba ta tha nun ya ba alif nun alif ta alif ya alif tha alif ba sin Yasin Nun Sin Tasin Thasin Thajim Taha Nun Kha Yaha Bajim Yamim ba mim nun mim ta mim tha mim ba ya 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 
nun ya taya thaya nun balam tanun lam bayalam ya talam thathalam nun banun banunun tayanun ya tanun thathanun jim ha kho hatha khoba jimta tahata ya jimba ba khota ta marbuto ha bata ya ha taha nunta ha ya ha ba baha alif baha mim dal dal jim khodal jim dal khodal ra za jim ra khoza ra za ya ra taza sin shin sin lam shin lam sad bad ta wa sad ba ta ba dad alif wa alif ain ghain hamza ain za ghain ra sad ain dad ghain ba ain dal ta ghain dal hamza 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 fa qaf waw qaf waw fa waw fa qaf lam qaf lam ya fa mim mim ha mim la mim ta mim ta mim ta this is the end of the lesson 2 now we are going to explain how the lesson 2 supposed to be tackled before the teacher or mudarris or muallima will begin teaching a child the joining letters in the first place the child must be able to identify the joining letters and non joining letters there are six letters or eight letters which are not joining when they begin i mean when they starting from any word then they stand alone so those letters you have to teach the child for instance alif you have alif you have dal you have dal you have ra 
Enza. Then we mentioned Tamarbuto is one of it, and then we have the Yasogero, which has been appeared in the first in the lesson one. So these letters supposed to be explained to the child before the child gonna get into lesson two. So that is the preparation towards lesson two for the child so that if the child is going to read the book by himself then he knows this is alif alif comes at the end to join but alif when it stands alone it won't be able to join to this so this could be in a form of writing or in a form of reading as long as you will have your way of letting the child to understand them then after the child you find out that the child understand because we have to mix up some letters together joining and non-joining together for the child to be able to join them if the student if is able to do that then it means he's qualified to do to read lesson two which is Adarsuthani of Huruful Hijail Murakaba in Al-Qaidatu An-Nuraniya now you have to explain to the child that ta marbuta ta marbuta we have two types of ta we have ta maftuha and then we have ta marbuta the ta marbuta is a round ta and then ta maftuha is the ta which is open one so the open one when a child supposed to know how to use these two together when the child find out the opening tar and he want to stop on it he must stop on it with sukun but when the child is going to stop on time of marbuta then it changes to her so all these things need to be open and then exposed and to be taught so that the child will understand all those letters before they get into the joining letters or horoful hijail morakaba also, Yasogero, then it tells you in a sentence, you will not get Yasogero being starting from any word, as well as Tamarboto. They don't start from any word. You find them next to the joining letter. It comes last or it comes at the end of a joining letter. And it will join to the joining letter and it separates itself from what? From non-joining horof, which is alif, dal, dal, ra, za, and wow. But yasagera in its case, it doesn't start, it does not also join to any of the horof, al-hijai, al-murakaba, or al-hijai, al-mufrada. So, when child understand this, these are being written in the quran in the same way we are explaining here so if you explain to the child and before the child gonna get into the quran he understands it well and if you give quran to him for him to read then he knows this is yasagira this is tamar buto and this is how i must stand on tamar buto i must stop on tamar buto and this is how I must maybe move on with it may almighty allah safeguide all of us and then increase our knowledge this is lesson two the lesson two we still have some bayan some explanation on them you're gonna find we said hamza 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 the hamza 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 you find alif with hamza standing in one box and then you will have wow with hamza standing also in one box and then you're gonna have also ya with hamza standing in one box but in it all, 
you explain to the child that when you see Aleph with Hamza, or when you see all these three that I've mentioned, you see Hamza on top of them, then it means those letters are not functioning. They supporting the Hamza to stand on its own. So the Aleph with Hamza, you don't call it Aleph Hamza, and then you don't call it Aleph, you call it Hamza. When you see wow with Hamza, it means you don't say wow Hamza. You will not say wow as well, but you're going to say what? You're going to say Hamza. When you see ya with Hamza, you don't say ya Hamza, but what you're going to say? You're going to say Hamza. You will not use the ya as well. So it means Hamza has taken place over those letters Aleph, Wow, and Ya. So these are how they appear also in the Quran. Like Quri'a. Example, I gave you Quri'a. When you write Quri'a, Imla'i, dictation, you dictate for a child to write Quri'a, you will be able to know that Quri'a, the last letter is Ya and Hamza, but the Hamza is the one we're using, is the one which is functioning, not the, not the Ya. So this is how it goes. May Almighty Allah make it easy for us and our understanding. When we meet again, we are going to continue our lesson, insha'Allah. وَلِهَذَا وَلَعِمُنَ اللَّهِ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ مَعَلَى سَيْدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلِّمْ وَآخِرِ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ